Hello everybody and welcome to another edition with Coach Marky Manila here from Initial-Impact.com and ESLBusinessEnglishExperts.com. So a warm welcome to you, however you found me. It's lovely to have you here. And those of you who are returning will know that my podcasts are about how to live your best possible life, to be as successful as you can and attract the future that you really wish to create using NLP and quantum attraction now, refusing this together to provide you with a great template and way to change your life and unstick yourself. So a lot of my work now you'll be hearing me talking about quantum attraction, um, the fields of relativity, and how you can literally bend yourself. Yeah, absolutely bend your reality to change yourself into somebody completely different. And if that sounds fascinating to you, then pop down to the links below. You can either get yourself a 30-minute free consultation with me to chat about how we can help shift you into a whole new reality, or you can download my first chapter of my free course, Bend Like Bamboo, which is going to be touring very soon, and there will be book coming to support it in the future as well. Um, or you might just want to check out some additional books by some fantastic thinkers of our time, including Dr. Joe Dispenza and many, many others. Um, it's important that you read, read as widely as you can around the subject and get a whole different point of view into how you can create who you really want to be. So today I want to talk about how you can become self-aware right to really create a new way to think about yourself and in a way it follows on from the conversation i was having about dr joe dispenser's book about having to literally lose your mind and create a new one and if you want to read that the links are down below as well there for you so when you think about yourself and how you're currently behaving in the world you can observe yourself that's the first step and when you do so you can decide how you no longer wish to be Right? And you are basically who and what you are because of what you believe about yourself. I say this so many times to my students about their English, and it's about having a heightened awareness to get familiar with these unconscious states of mind and body. So in order to help get you there today, I'd like you to ask yourself some of these questions. So what would it like to be whatever it is you're wanting to do here? So if, say, for example, you wish to go and work overseas, maybe as a director of an international company, ask yourself that. What would it be like to be that international company director? What's a better way to be more productive, maybe? Okay. Um, what if I was this person living in this reality? So ask yourself, yeah, what would I do if I was that company director right now living in that reality? And who in history do I admire and why? These types of open-ended questions are really helpful um, for you to produce a fluent stream of consciousness about what you really want in life. And every time you get some new information, you're adding new synaptic connections and ideas that help you break your old firing patterns. So that's important. The first step to breaking your old patterns is to ask these open-ended questions. So try that today. I'd like you just to give it a go. You've got nothing to lose. And what's a better way to be more productive? Or what's a better way to be more fluent in English? Or what would it be like to be successful in my interview? And really create that as a vivid, like full, you know, 360 degree, like immersive experience and make it as bright an image as possible. You know, what clothes would you be wearing when you're successful as that company director? And how would you speak and how would you stand? And would you have more time to do leisure things? Really make that picture bright. And in a way, when you're living like that, you are no longer just surviving, okay? Um, if you think about it, the very act of creation 
is when we hmm, we become nothing or nothing or nobody in any space and time um, because we are not the same identity we're even not thinking and feeling the same way we are creating something brand new however when you're living surviving and you're trying to control or force a particular outcome then that's when you're living in this kind of stuck situation and more ego-driven situation. But when you're living in that emotional heightened state of creation, you're feeling so lifted that you would never try to analyze how or when a chosen destiny will arrive. You just trust it. In fact, not only will it happen, but it has already happened, right? You trust in a future that you can't see or otherwise perceive with your senses. And that's what we're talking about. This isn't about false hope or faking until you make it, people. This is literally being so like relaxed into that reality that you have no doubt that this is in fact now taking place and you've got to hold that vibrational level it's very much about the vibration now let's talk about um the way that your brain and meditation work here right so change basically involves new ways of thinking doing and being simple as right okay and when we think about it when we look at um, heavy and learning on this nerve cells that fire together Dr. Joe would say, wire together. And nerve cells that no longer fire together, no longer wire together, and therefore it's the use it or lose it kind of thing, and neuroplasticity. So in the way, and um, the brain, if it, you know, if it's not using those circuits, it will, you know, cut them out, all right? And will sprout new neuron circuits and connections when you're working on new thoughts. So to break those old cell habits, it's important to take conscious control over that unconscious process. Um, and it is like changing your mind, change your thoughts, change your feelings, and then doing something um, to change your actions or behaviors to have that new experience, which in turn produces a new feeling. And then it's not just enough to do that. We must memorize that. As Dr. Joe would say um, in the previous podcast I was talking about, he would say that we must memorize that feeling until we move into a state of being. And then the mind and body become one. So that's that's really important, okay, for us to understand. Now, in a way, um, you know, it is difficult. I'm not saying this is straightforward or easy, but at the end of the day, it goes from thinking and doing to being. Okay, so when you've memorized a certain action or attitude or emotional uh, reaction without too much conscious effort, it becomes a skill and a habit. And then that becomes your state of being. So that's what we're talking about here. And then we're asking you to embody this knowledge through the experience, teaching the body what the mind has learned. So instead of knee jerking, I'd like you to stay conscious now and remember what you learned. So if you're trying new uh, techniques in your English structures or creating, I don't know, sort of new presentations, try it out. Okay, you've got to use your neocortex to learn info, get your limbic brain to cooperate and then repeat it. And, you know, you can reproduce that feeling, okay, at will, like being successful, being, you know, highly um, regarded orator when you present, okay, regardless of the environment, nothing can trigger the old you, that's what we want, that's when you have it mastered, okay. Um, and it's basically when your internal chemical state is greater than anything else out there in the external world. So, you know, some people, yeah, understandably, can feel better to be in pain than to let God be happy. And from you think about it, you've just got to really work on that. You've got to fire up 
um, your brain in a new way and create the new mind and get out of this habit. And when we live um, in this kind of situation whereby we might have a duality, how you appear versus who you really are. So, you know, you may think that you appear one way with your friends and family, but quite another with maybe your colleagues or clients at work, okay? And the personality is important because it does everything it can to hide away how it really feels, okay? Um, and in a, in a way, it is important. When you're relying on the external world to remember who you are as a somebody, this is a problem. Okay, because you're no longer getting that from the uh, internal situation. Um, this is a big one I talk about with all of my clients. And if you want to experience that yourself, then you can get yourself a free 30 minutes and we can look at your internal reality. What picture are you creating? Are you relying on your external world to validate you, to show you who you are? Or are you creating your own internal situation? And in a way, you know, we are all marked by emotional events. Um, if you think about it, even relationships are formed on those neurochemical states of belonging. So if you have the same experiences, same, same feelings, and you laugh at the same things, as, as long as both parties stay the same, things are fine. Um, but of course, when you change, you change the relationship. And that is a key important thing for all of us to understand if you're looking at relationships. So, you know, if you had certain experiences 50 years ago um, or 30 years ago or 10 years ago and you felt that way about yourself since, you stopped growing technically at that point in time. Um, if a similar experience shows up now, it will trigger the same emotion and you'll act just as that person from 50 or 30 or 20 years ago. All right. So this is important for trauma people to understand. Um, you know, if you had an early childhood trauma and you allowed that to basically define who you are and the way you feel about it, then you kind of stopped at that traumatic age, uh, which is you know quite debilitating for people who have had that very young stage of trauma. Um, and then, of course, when similar experiences show up, it just triggers the same emotion and you will probably revert to acting like that small child. So, you know, this is why it's really helpful to understand why this might be happening for you. Um, and of course, when we don't feel so good, OK, um, we try going to new places, meeting new people to change. And then, of course, when that doesn't work, because the same external environment creates the same emotion and the feeling we want to go away doesn't change, okay? Because it's still triggering that emotion, okay? So that's, that's really important in a way. If that happens, then we've got a same problem. The problem doesn't go away. You know, we just take the problem to somewhere new. So then, of course, people can use other things like, you know, alcohol, other things right or buying stuff you know binge hoarding stuff um, and we're not really dealing with how we feel um, and in a way you know true happiness has nothing to do with pleasure um, it's just it, actually you know reliance on stimulating things takes us away from the bigger picture the bigger joy in life really um, and if we look at it with addictions, if we're talking about addictions, behind every addiction, there is some form of emotion to drive the behavior. And it's about confronting that and really breaking free of it. They, you know, when you look at it, it's impossible to really analyze these problems and while you're still caught up in the emotions of the past. 
all right? And of course, if you, you know, as I said to you earlier on the other podcast, if you relive the event, it caused the problem. So let's say you were really fearful speaking in public right okay because you had a bad experience and the emotions but if you look at that experience and relived it okay um it would only bring up the old emotions and the reason to continue to feel the same way so when you try to figure out that um within the same consciousness that created it you'll only analyze your life really just keep doing that and excuse yourself from other changes so we've got to move ourselves to a new place and then that brings about wisdom Okay, so memory without the emotional charge, we then look at it without the emotion. And if we can detach the emotion, okay, um, if someone's having a bad time or maybe a bad experience with an interview, but let's go over that and happens just gets on alive, looking back, he sees that the adversity gave you the ability to overcome and become a new person. So that's wisdom, all right? And it's about telling the truth about yourself and really putting some light on it. So when you really see what you've been doing to yourself, you know, you kind of look at that and say, look, it's not really working for me anymore. This has not been helpful to myself and not loving myself. And then you make a decision to break free. And when you do that, sometimes, yeah, it does cause a lot of fallout, as I've discovered. Um, but you've got to do these things in order to, to really move forward and get yourself into a new life and a new space. Um, and you know, you release the energy then to do other better things. So, you know, the end product of any experience is the emotion. And of course, you know, emotions are related to the environment, to friends and family. But if we are connected um, by negative emotions and experiences, it's impossible to change. The reality stays fixed. And in a way, those, those continual behaviors, perceptions, there's no way to find solutions to problems rooted in the past. Okay, um, it's just like repeating the past. So it is very important for us. I mean, you know, when we look at things such as marketing and things like that, um, we're often told that when you get this product, you'll feel better. Or if you go on this holiday, you'll feel amazingly recharged, right? And in a way, it's given us the illusion that we need stuff from outside to help that, right? But it's very important you understand that Pam, it's what you're thinking, how you're living, how you're feeling, how you're being, okay? And being very clear about that and also what you're doing to the point that it isn't you and you don't want it to be any longer. And then that shift is at a gut level. That's what we're talking about. You've really got to commit to shifting. And I often give this tip. So if you're trying to improve your English or your presentation skills, watch a video of yourself back. Athletes do it all the time. And it's important that we, we look and see what the old version of us looked like, how we performed, and then the new model. That's very important. It's not narcissistic to, to video yourself and listen to yourself back and then compare the old and the new self and unlearn the old and learn the new, right? Now, you've got to decide first that you want to stop doing the old year, right? So stop being unhappy, stop being negative about your interview skills, stop being critical about the fact of, of being able to launch your business. Stop thinking those unhappy thoughts and the feeling emotions of pain or, you know, sadness or, you know, resentment. And in a way, when you're observing the old self, you collapse it in quantum attraction, in quantum field theory. When you observe it, it changes its state. So this is why meditation is helpful. 
but if you can't stand meditation, maybe you can't sit very well, try walking meditation or just guided imagery, but try to catch yourself and observe yourself. What am I doing now? Like I said in another podcast, am I throwing a ripple into the universe? What are the thoughts that I'm sending and what do I want to create? And be familiar with yourself. So that frontal lobe has got to switch on, okay? And lower the sound on everything else. So remind yourself of who you no longer want to be. Now, I wouldn't say do this completely. I'd rather remind yourself of who you do want to be. Okay, because again, you know, energy goes where you focus. So I don't want you focusing on what you no longer want because that's more likely to show up. Um, but repeatedly contemplate on who, who you do want to be. All right, and choose. Choose what you're exposing yourself to. Give yourself knowledge and experience. If, if you want to be more positive, then surround yourself with more positive people or try to do a positive action. It's important. It's just like looking after your garden and watering it and feeding it and nurturing or, or a baby, right? You've got to give it what it needs. And at the end of the day, if you observe yourself and focus on catching any little thoughts to try to sneak past you, you will start to see change happening, okay? So just pick one thing you'd like to change. Maybe say it's just your critical voice about your English skills, okay? Or your inability, you think, to create your business and launch it. And then ask yourself why. You know, what are your thought patterns that happen when you feel critical of yourself? Um, what do you say to yourself? How do you act when you perhaps don't get that business presentation completed all the time? What other emotions are coming up and how does your body feel and how can you become conscious of the things that trigger it and then how can you change that reaction? And in a way, your old self is finally going out the window and it becomes old memories that are just um, wisdom rather than holding you back, okay? And in a way, um, if we look at babies, they are born in like delta wave states and then they get like two children, the statements more easy going into the conscious, so that's like beta wave stage. And then when you get to about five and eight, kids start to really use their imagination. That's what I want you to do. Okay, so the inner worlds are like the outer worlds, that's alpha wave. Okay, and then again, they get to like 12 plus and the subconscious and conscious minds split up and become more kind of beta waves. But alpha um, happens when you've learned something interesting in your cause and your brain slips to alpha, it consolidates that info into your mind or your brain, and that's when you stay off into space. So we should never interrupt our children when they're staring out the window daydreaming in class because they're actually processing. This is the first thing to understand. Um, gamma waves, uh, they are very much like the elevated states of happiness, like increased awareness, shifting consciousness, and when, when we think about it, it's really important that we get a balance of these waves going on. Now, beta waves we spoke about, they govern your waking hours. So low range is like kind of relaxed, interested, like reading, maybe, you know, listening to a little bit, washing over you. Mid range is more like this, focused attention, what someone's saying, like studying. And high range is like really stressful. You know, sustained focus, high arousal for emergencies. And if you've got trauma and stuff, you're often in a very high range of beta waves. And too much use of beta, high beta, results in becoming obsessive, compulsive, insomniac, you know, fatigued, depressed, anxious, ultimately feeling victimized by circumstances. So brain waves are really important to understand here because they actually can perpetuate this feeling of anxiety and it's really good for you and highly recommended to try and bring it down. Um, in a way, in high beta mode, the outer world appears more real than the inner world. 
So we get very critical, over-focused on problems, we get stuck, we can't pay attention to the changes we want to make. And of course, if people don't understand this, who are living with us, if we've got these problems, if we're traumatized, they will probably criticize you further, which makes the problem worse. So it's really important to understand what's going on here and try to get help and support in a compassionate environment from somebody who does understand a little bit what's going on and just help you calm that down. Um, it's difficult to focus on that inner reality when you're so in terror of the outer, outer world, right? And high beta also makes it hard to learn. Very little new information can enter a brain, you know, um, that is not equal to the emotion you're understanding or experiencing right now. Okay, and you can't resolve um, the problems within the same emotional state that you kind of are trying to analyze them in. Um, analysis is interesting because actually it's been proven to uh, create higher frequencies of beta. So the brain overreacting and then it gives you poor reasoning and unclear thinking. So if you're very analytical, you might want to consider if you are also struggling with this. Uh, because really, you're going to have very unclear thinking, more than likely. I'm no doctor, so don't quote me on this, but just watch out for that. And, you know, you're thinking in the past and trying to predict the future based on this past, but that's not creative. And in fact, you know, most of it could be really exaggerated. Your brain isn't creative. It's focusing on survival and all the worst case scenarios. So you might find yourself thinking awful thoughts about somebody, creating them into some monster. Um, and really, that's just high beta. Okay, it's not a reality. So this is why people could say, I don't know why you're saying this about me, because this isn't what I'm doing. But you will see it as that way if your brain's in high beta. It's obsessive, compulsive, and it will just paint them as the worst possible scenario. Um, constant analysis, um, which is beta, means that nothing can enter into the subconscious mind. Awareness um, you know, can exist only outside of that analysis. So really, we want you to be asking the why, what's going on for me right now, okay? Observe your feeling angry, all right? Um, and in a way, when we do that, when you get past your analytical mind, you will find that things can change and then you can step forward to your new destiny. So it's about training the body to relax while keeping the mind focused. And you want to be going into that kind of beta dream state, changing subconscious program, creating something new. Okay. And meditation is a great one for you. So um, what I would say is that if you want to check out meditation, again, you can pop down on my bookstore. I've got links to different meditations. There's some ones by Dr. Joe as well on there. And it's just helpful for you to try and work with those neural networks and just deprogram yourself a little bit. I'm also working on some myself, so I'll let you know when they're released. And the links will be released down here eventually um, to link you through to my um, taster ones and, of course, ones you can purchase as well to really train your neural networks to unshift from the automatic programs and get yourself okay into a better state of mind and operation so you can release yourself from this trap situation okay and when you think about this you know you want to open the door to a creative state so i'd like you to think about this really it's a bit of a challenge for you and i hope that you'll want to take this down but i just want you to challenge yourself to try and do something differently all right so even if it's very i don't know awkward all right, just, you know, be aware of yourself, okay, and what's going on. And then think of yourself like cutting back the habit of being yourself, like a garden that's overgrown, 
right? And name your problem, whatever it is, and just see that it is what it is, right? And think about yourself or what this has caused you to be like, you know, what am I really like inside? And what kind of person have I been so far? And how would friends and family describe? Is there something else I'm hiding from? What part of my personality do I need to improve? Things like this, okay? And choose one emotion you want to really memorize one at a time, really. Um, pick the one that's the biggest problem of you, whether it be, I don't know, depression or suffering or sadness or I don't know, all of these negative things. And just observe it, how it feels in your body. Um, and really don't try and block it because almost everything you've done in life is to try and get away from it. So it's just about like letting that sit. And it started as an emotional reaction to something in your life. So your, your mood then became your temperament, then became your personality. And this emotion is kind of the memory of yourself. It has nothing, nothing to do with your future. So if, say, it's about, you know, you want to get away from being so negative and critical about your lack of uh, English capacity, we've got to look at, okay, right, not, not running from that, trying to push that away, but just accept that, right? It is what it is, or just let it go, let it be, all right? And in a way, it's got nothing to say about your future, it's just from one moment, and your attachment to it is that you're mentally inbound to the past, so release that, okay? Just let it go. And think about your attitude or state of mind associated with that emotion, right? So usually it's a series of thoughts, um, connected to that feeling and then write down a few of those kind of um, words that you associate maybe you're feeling overwhelmed or distracted or, you know um, needy uh, oversensitive overly important whatever it is and then open up to that all right and that you know you don't show other people this side but you know you talk to yourself about it right i don't want you to judge yourself or punish yourself or all of this right okay um and talk to you know whoever it is right okay um talk to the one who kind of has made the most impact right okay and, and write it down right um i just want you to put that down write down what is causing this problem to keep going so right um i I don't know, whatever it is, but you might say, you know, I don't want anybody to know that I feel like really unable to present in front of people. So I lie about myself, for example. Um, and I, I, you know, maybe something like, I feel like a failure, so I try extra hard to be a success. But when you declare the truth about yourself in this way, you're breaking the emotional ties and agreements to those external cues. Um, at the end of the day, it takes an enormous amount of energy to, to kind of keep up all of this. So just let go of that and let it go. And at the end of the day, um, just, you know, just let that go. Right. OK. And write it down. Just say you're going to just set it free. Right. OK. And just try to do that and remind yourself okay, of who you are now going to be, who you are. That's what I want you to do. Write down each day who I am becoming um, and really just stay conscious of what you're doing and create that new mind for yourself, okay? So, like I said to you before, you know, what, it be, what would it be like to be that person? How would I behave if I were this person? How would I talk to others if I were changed or when I changed? You know, how would I think and act? And don't 
don't disappear from that. Just bring yourself back to that and keep doing it often, all right? And eventually, that new personality will create a new reality and then a different life. And don't don't analyze it. As we say, analyzing things takes you to that beta frame of mind. But at the end of the day, you're only limited by yourself. And if you keep an open heart and an open mind, you will eventually find yourself moving towards a much better reality. And it's possible to attract that to you, okay? And living, living your new reality. And then you won't look back. You you really won't. Um, And if you want some help to put all of this into action, if what I'm saying here is kind of losing you or you're not clear about how to start with it, then again, book yourself for a 30 minute free consultation or pick out my chapter, my first chapter of Bend Like Bamboo, where I discuss some of these concepts in basic form. And then you can purchase the full course as well. Okay, so uh, there's other books available on my bookstore. The links are down below. And I'd love to hear from you if any of this has resonated with you or if you just feel that you've got some questions on this. Um, Don't hesitate to drop me a message. It's uh, hello at initial-impact.com. Or you can obviously follow me over there on Telegram as well. All my links are down below. But I hope this has really helped you consider what you're doing in your life. And thank you for listening. You've been a great audience and I hope to see and work with you all very soon. Stay safe.